Welcome to On Topic Retro, episode 16. I'm John Cummins. Joining me tonight is Dan Caparello. Hello. And Will Scholes again. Hi, me again. It's like back-to-back episodes for both of you guys almost. Will is kind of your unofficial co-host at this point. He's done, what, like three now? Four, I think. Yeah, I think something like that. Like fourth show. You guys are something like that. You guys are are uh, are two peas in a pod on this thing. I think we just have like some similar taste in weird video <laughs> games. So yeah, it works. Especially RPGs. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Well, how are you guys doing tonight? Good. Playing I'm Pokemon. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel positively for, about the Pokemon. Yes. Yeah, hyped yes, for new Pokemon yet? Pretty I'm as hyped much. as I'm going to be. Yeah, I'm pretty hyped for it. They're, yeah. like, I feel like every time they show a trailer, there's like four or five things where I'll be like, oh, that's really cool. And then one or two things where I'm like, hmm, mm. why am I making sandwiches? I'm never going to do that. Why but, would you yeah. put that in the game? <laughs> and then they'll show a Pokemon that looks like a white wormy diglet and i'm like i'm not into it i don't want it yeah it seems like with the last at least two or three generations of pokemon i don't even watch any of the the pre-release stuff and i just go into them and play them like i do every pokemon game and just ignore all the new stuff that they (laughs) they throw (laughs) in there yeah that makes sense like i want to be hype like i'm i'm hype about pokemon in general well Um, i mean i just have the full understanding that Pokemon is not trying to speak to me any longer. Like <laughs> my kids are going to totally love it, but I'm just, it gonna knows you're like going to be there regardless. It doesn't have to win you. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. <laughs> totally. Well, like, I mean, for as much as people complain about like some of the things, it's like the core of the game hasn't ever changed. And I, you know, the first game is my favorite one, obviously. It's one that I have the most experience with. And knowing that I can just hop in and pretty much play any of the newer ones the exact same way. If I feel like it. Yeah. It's, it works for me. That's true. That's a good yeah. point. You, you got to find that silver lining in the, the Pokemon universe. <laughs> there's a lot of weird stuff out there for Pokemon nowadays. Yes, 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 yes. Like you said, we have a Wiglet that should never exist. And it's, it's weird. Like, I very recently even was getting kind of caught up in like how Pokemon has changed over the years and how it's kind of like annoying now. Um, and then I kind of landed and I'm like, you know what? It's fine though. I can still have fun here. There's lots of fun to be had. Pokemon go is still super fun. Um, building decks in the Pokemon trading card game is fun. Like there's lots of fun to be had, so I don't have to complain about it. I can just have fun. <laughs> And that's where I'm landing. Play the old games. I do that too. I'm I'm in yeah, the middle yes. of uh, my third playthrough of Sapphire right now. Nice. There yeah. you go. It's one that I've never owned, and I still don't. I don't own any of the games from that generation. I'm, I never have. Now I started Pokemon when you did with Red Blue, and I think the Game Boy Advance generations are my favorite. Red Blue and uh, or Fire Red Leaf Green, which is just like a better version of red blue and then Ruby Sapphire, which is my other favorite generation. Now I haven't played all the generations, never played gold, silver, never played black, white. Um, and I played a little bit of what was the Hawaiian Alolan one sun moon. Yeah. Sun I played moon. a little bit of that. Couldn't get into it when I'll have to June go back to it at some point. 
<laughs> yeah. See, I love Gen 2. Gold Silver is my favorite. Yeah. I need to play it so far. Like it's a um, gap for me. <laughs> Gen and, 2, um, like it added all the things that were like necessary to add, like to make it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was, it added a whole bunch of really cool stuff. And then I fell off um, after Diamond Pearl. I fell off, didn't really pick back up until Sun and Moon because my kid started to have an interest in it. So like, yeah, sure, I'll play one of these. Yeah, I I think I looked on my 3DS the other day. I do own Pokemon X, and I don't remember anything about it. I have a save file. I didn't finish it, hmm. but it's there, and I don't fully understand why or how. <laughs> I I also got used? I have Y, and I don't know. No, no, it's it not. It's mine. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just don't remember buying it at all. Played X on your 3DS and left. <laughs> yeah. Bought it digitally, left it on there. I've been so rebuying were... a bunch of a bunch of Pokemon games recently. Um, I'm sorry. When I can, <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. And I know. you know what? I'm not gonna bother with uh, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, despite everyone telling me how amazing it is. I'm just like, I have Silver on the Game Boy, and I'm just gonna be okay with that. Um, and I didn't pay crazy amounts for anything. I got. I got one from our community member, Zach, who always sells stuff below oh, yeah. price charting for free shipping. And he had a loose copy of white. And I was like, yeah, for, well, White's... I think he sold it to me for 50 maybe. And I was like, that's, that's fine. I'll pay that. Yeah. If you ever want to play soul silver, I'll let you borrow it. I got, I made, I, I think I even talked about it on discord, but it's been like at least a year ago or longer, but I took a gamble on, um, uh, offer up if you remember that stupid i've app. loved offer up um, took a gamble gamble on there and <laughs> somebody had posted a copy of soul silver and black and some other game i can't remember what it was now for like 50 bucks i remember and that like he didn't know what he had and i was like eh, these can <clears throat> maybe not be legitimate but we'll just for 50 bucks we'll just figure it out so they get yeah. here and I checked them and they are legitimate. Mm. So I got two hundred dollar games and some random Very game nice. for fifty bucks. So every once in a while you find a deal on, on those places. But... So Dan, why don't you go ahead and start in with your experiences for Gen One Pokemon, which is what we will be talking about. Today. Yeah, Gen One Pokemon is where it all started for me. I remember the Nintendo Power episode where they started talking about it, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds freaking awesome!" Uh, I guess it was like ninety seven, ninety six, maybe when they started talking about it because it was it had launched in Japan already. Um. And we were just kind of, I was just kind of waiting around for any news about this, this game or, or the cartoon or the cards or anything. Cause they also gave away, they also had like a, an, an issue that had a card in it. And I'm not sure if that was pre or post launch of the card game, but I remember that too. 
And yeah, it was just, it hit me at the perfect age. I was 11 and I had a bunch of friends who played video games with me and we were all getting into Pokemon. Like it was perfect. Um, and yeah, obviously like it came out and I was obsessed and that's all me and my friends ever wanted to do was talk about or play or play cards or talk about the anime or that's all I did. Like I, I would run home after school every day to try to catch the new Pokemon episode. Cause it came on at like, it like came on right at three and I got out of school at like two forty-five, So it was always like a mad dash to make it. And I, I recorded, right. Yeah. I, I did. I lived pretty close to my school. So I just rant walked, but, um, I recorded a bunch of episodes on a VHS tape to like watch later. Um, and, uh, I just was obsessed with it. That's like, was my, it was my thing. It was what I wanted to do. Um, Gen one went super hard. And then I guess it was two, two or three years later when gold silver came out and it just, I just dropped off, stopped playing the cards. Didn't, didn't buy gold or silver was just started doing other things. Um, so, and then I came back for Ruby Sapphire and the rest is history, but I don't know why. Like it just kind of just left the zeitgeist for me. It just Bounced off. off yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, and yeah, to this day, I still haven't played gold silver. Um, but um, hopefully that's going to change soon. Cause I'm burning through a bunch of Pokemon games right now. Um, and I think that it was just such a, it was weirdly relatable as an 11 year old, you know, like your main character isn't some grown up RPG guy or a plumber or a fox. <laughs> it was it was you. It was a kid, a kid who got to go on adventures without any sort of like oversight, you know, and you got to make friends with monsters and catch them and you got to fight and you got to like ride your bike and it kind of was like a bit of like your first like baby's first open world rpg game um because at some point in the game like the world opens up and now you can go anywhere and you have to just kind of figure out where to go or and you could choose where to go to catch what you want um and so there was a lot of agency in the game there's a lot of freedom in the game and the character was was a 10 year old boy so like i grabbed that like that was me in that game you know um, I named him Dan, you know, uh, yeah, makes sense. So I think that's why it hit me so hard at that time at like the perfect age. Um, and <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of where it started for me. And then, uh, yep. Fire, red, leaf, green, uh, after Ruby Sapphire, me and my friends got back into it, played fire, red, leaf, green, didn't play the, the EV Pikachu go games on the switch. Uh, I don't know. They didn't appeal to me at the time, but that's kind of just my experience where I started with it. Um, uh, I wouldn't call myself like an expert. Like there's people who know like way more about the ins and outs of this game than I do, but I'm, I'm a super fan of gen one Pokemon for sure. Speaking of like naming your character, I always thought it was funny. Like whenever you start up the game, they give you a choice of three names, like Mm -hmm. just pre-made names. And one of them was always my name, so I just always went with it. <laughs> and then one of them was always the color of the game you were playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you can name your character as that. And then there's always one more name. And I, I don't think it was Ash. Like, I don't think Ash no. was a part of the game until the series, until the mm-hmm. animated series. Was it not? Because the animated series was in Japan already. Well, I thought I know, Ash was I mean, a choice. It might have been. Maybe. I just, for some reason, I don't think it was. Should I boot it up? You I'm going to boot it up. Your save file. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to save over it. While we're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I'll be right back. I mean, you can do that while while Will's yeah his experiences. Yeah, okay, I'll just take my turn. Um, yeah, I was not necessarily in on the ground floor with Pokemon. Uh, I did get caught up pretty quickly in the the phenomenon that it was at the time. Uh, I didn't have a Game Boy when it came out. I got a Game Boy to play Pokemon. I was nice. one of the sad, confused children that had a Game Gear. Uh. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, at least you didn't have Atari Lynx. I mean, yeah, yeah, it could have been worse. That's true. Um, but Pokemon set me on the right proper handheld path, and I mean, it was also it was also probably the first RPG that I really thoroughly enjoyed and understood what what I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> really felt like I was like, yeah, no, I understand what's happening here, and this is a game that's more complex than just go to the right please. It was definitely my first RPG too. And it definitely (laughs) got me into it. Yeah. Um, I I spent a ton of time on this game, red and blue. Uh, I played red. I played red. My sister played blue. My sister being like five years younger than me did not really. So you didn't really benefit (laughs) a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. Didn't really. So we can trade. Yeah. Whoa, okay, you guys are right. In at least in blue and red, the names are are Blue, Gary, and John for yep. your name. Which is weird that you yeah, know, Gary in the animated series, series the other one. And then Gary Gary has the name Ash as an option. Okay, so okay. it's just backwards. Your backwards. rival has the name Ash. Now that is bizarro to me. Why did they do that? I, I find just, that harder to believe than it not being there at all. Yeah. I just, I remember it being like starting it up. It's like, man, this game knows what my name is. It's already in. The, I could just select it. That must've been pretty cool as a kid. It was. <laughs> oh, John. Oh, easy done. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, played a lot of gen one. Um, yellow is the only game where I've caught them all. That's it. Never. I've always kind of lost interest in petered out and moved on to other things. Yeah. Uh, and now I just laugh at the very concept just because of Catch just how many there are. <laughs> 57 of them. Oh, yeah. Like, There's yeah, going to nah. be over a thousand. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, no, thank you. No, thank you. I'll just mess with the new ones. Thank you. I'll try those out. Um, <laughs> I mean, I really you, like this one. I like, wish that you had caught all of them and just like transferred them over to the next one. Because it's there's people that sometimes. Have done that. Yeah, there are people that have done that for sure. Yeah. Let me make sure it's um, easier. It would, but in a way, I'm also glad I didn't do that because then it just kind of became this unattainable thing from the word go. And it's like, yeah, OK, I don't I don't want to mess with that. <laughs> uh, it, instead of coming in, be like, all right, half of the work is done. All I have to do, all I have to do to get these Pokemon from yellow to gold is catch like a hundred and thirty Pidgeys and just, tra- and just <laughs> trade, trade them back to trade for three hours. But no, Um 
I kind of lost my place. I really like right. Gen 1. I got all about it. I had a ton of cards uh, until a kid took them and destroyed them, and then I took a break from that. Uh, that will do the, it. Yeah, that'll, that did. That did it. I had a pretty nice binder, and that did it. I didn't really start messing with them again until my son started messing with them. And now we'll grab a pack each sometimes. We'll just take them home and open them, and it's pretty cool. And he is super into it now. With Sword and Shield, he is... Like he knows what he's doing now, so now we're playing them together. Really looking forward to Scarlet and Violet for that one. That is going to be the first. We each have a different version of the game. We're starting nice. it at the same time, and that is that is rad. I am super excited about that. That's awesome. Well, with so Dan, did you were you a red or a blue kid? I had. Uh, I think I had blue. Okay. Um, so I, I had blue and I had blue because my, so my, my cousin lived next door to me and we were like really close and we always played games together and we had this buddy. Um, it was like a friend. Uh, it was like our parents kid. So our, parents friends kid so he was always there too well he got it first hold on so he, sorry i have to stop you there's been there's been a uh a, a, a uh what do you call it i have news <laughs> in <laughs> developments okay and this makes total sense now um have has any of you played black and white no have you played black and white no. okay apparently in black and white there are characters in that game named Red and one character named Blue. In Pokemon Blue, which I have, the protagonist has the name option of Gary. In the in Pokemon Red, which I just watched the a long play of on YouTube, has the Pokemon has the uh, protagonist name Ash, and the antagonist is Gary. Oh, so depending on what depending on what version okay. you have. Uh, in red, you can be Ash. In blue, you can be Gary. And that's kind of... Uh, and so I, in black and white, those characters exist. And so there's like fan theories about whether red and blue are actually Ash and Gary. Uh, so huh. I'm, I'm sure cool. a lot of your listeners right now are probably like, duh, I didn't know that. I've never played black or white. So I'm just reading this on Wikipedia. Yeah, black and white happened when I was I'd fallen away from the series for a little while. Yeah, they're definitely that's the gen I haven't played that I'm the most interested in. A lot of people say it's really good. So I know when they reset everything. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm excited. Like, I want to check them out. I want to check them out. But if they keep doing what they're doing, I think they're the next ones to get remakes. So I'm like, maybe I just wait. Yes. (laughs) I'm sorry to interrupt you, John. I just I had to throw that. Oh, no, you're fine. So anyway, the long, long story short, I got started because a buddy of mine had bought it and then I can't even remember what, I think he might've had red. So then my cousin bought red. So then that left me as the only one. So I bought blue. I'll say everybody so wanted we, to trade with you. Though. Yeah. So we could have <laughs> all the Pokemon together. So, so yes, I had blue and man, I played the double a batteries out of blue like <laughs> i don't know how mm-hmm. many sets i bought probably in that time period but um blue is the only version where i even came remotely close to collecting them all i think i had in the 140s collected 
and then I was over at a different friend's house, and his sister erased my game. Oh, <laughs> we were, my we gosh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think we'd, we'd been playing like all night, and I passed out, you know, and Game Boy is left out, and his sister was like three, maybe four. Picked it up, turned it on, started a game, saved over mine somehow. Bad, bad deal. That sounds horrible. Terrible deal. Yeah, it was probably like a year in the making of collecting oh, those man. Pokemon. Or at least it feels like it. It probably wasn't a year. It was probably like six what months. What a terrible maybe. human. Yes. <laughs> I still blame her to this day. No. Yep. I'm mad at her. A little bit. Uh, and I didn't stop there. I actually pre-ordered yellow. Um, I remember doing this at Babbage's. And the nearest one was like an hour and a half away. And I remember being like super stoked and like having my parents drive me over to pick it up and everything. And remember like not knowing a whole lot about yellow, thinking it was a new game and then playing it. And I was like, man, this is the same game. (laughs) (laughs) But Pikachu follows you. Pikachu surfs now. Like what the heck? And like, so I played through yellow. I didn't try to collect all the Pokemon, but just played and, enjoyed having your Pokemon follow you around and everything. And that was, I, I mean, I played the bejesus out of blue. I don't even know again, how many hours I put into it, but it was ton. I remember plenty of times where my dad's like, Hey, you need to get off. Like <laughs> same. Like you, you've been playing this for like eight hours straight. <laughs> I specifically remember that when I got all the Pokemon, when I hit 150 on yellow, the game time was over a hundred hours. Mm-hmm. Nice. It wasn't like way over that, but I remember it being over a hundred. I believe it. Oh yeah. I mean, when you're a kid and you have all this time to pour into well, Pokemon. Yeah. So yeah, it's easy to put a hundred hours in. Oh yeah. You like said the only limitations you have are your, your provision of double a batteries that you have available <laughs> at your house. You're like robbing them out of the TV remote. So you can keep playing Pokemon. <laughs> I got exactly. I got tethered to outlets pretty quickly. Yeah, I didn't have a I didn't have a AC or I guess at that time it had been a DC <laughs> plug-in. Well, see, I um I had one for my Genesis for the uh, Game Gear because that takes six of the goddamn things. Oh yeah. So then I got the Game Boy and then I started running through batteries and I was like, where is this? But for that. <laughs> so then then they got me the the adapter yeah. and then I ended up you know in a bean bag in the corner yep. and fine. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, those adapters always had like a yeah. two foot cord. It seemed like too. Mm-hmm. I didn't have one until I got my Game Boy Color. Uh, but yeah, and that would have been probably around. I think I got my Game Boy Color and Pokemon Yellow like almost the same time. Like I think they released really close. Because I remember as soon as the Game Boy Color came out, I took my OG D <laughs> DMG <laughs> to the store, traded it in, which I regret now because I don't have my original Game Boy. But I have, I mean, I have plenty of them now, but not my one that I had as a kid. I still have my Game Boy Killer, though. I think the only other, like, super specific thing I have is I had a player's guide for Red yep. and Blue. Did and I... The power one with the stickers in the back? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do believe that was the one. And I did take it to school because, of course, I did. And I... I, I wish I could remember more about it, but it was in I was in like third grade or something. So we, we would play this little game and for whatever reason, I don't remember, but I ended up in the principal's office trying to explain to him what we were doing using this player's guide for Pokemon 
and he's just this poor old man and he's just he doesn't know what i'm doing he's he's just trying to decide whether or not he's going to paddle me or not and eventually he just kind of got frustrated like he just kind of gave up told me to stop and told me to not bring it back to school again nice (laughs) i remember that part very clearly because i thought i was and I was just like running through this whole thing. It's like, no, 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 you don't get it. This isn't inherently bad. It's He's like, just don't, just don't bring it back. He's so confused. Get home and don't bring it back. This one. Uh, I think so. I think that is the right one. Yeah. Yeah. So this they had one, one when when they released yellow. They re-released the guide with all the new stuff with yellow, and it had like, I think it had on the front had Charmander, Bulbasaur, and Pikachu like in a triangle. I think. I had both at one point in time. I don't know if I have them any longer. Look at this sick this map right here, though. Look at that. Oh, That's, yeah. No, they had yeah, good nice. artwork in it. I yeah. love the art. <clears throat> Early Pokemon art is just like, Mwah. Yeah, it's really good. It and then if you, if you bought the trading card game guide, it came with a Venusaur card in it. It's really? worth a lot of money if you don't open it. Like it came yeah. in like a little pouch, like insert inside the guide itself. If you have that guide with the pouch not open with the card inside, I think that guy is worth like 500 bucks or something like that. Crazy. I'd probably. For the three or four that aren't open. Yeah, of course. (laughs) So, yes, we've we've all experienced Gen 1 Pokemon and the the craziness that ensued at that time. Like, I'm always, I mean, I guess we have Japan to thank for that because they had it for quite a bit longer, but like it seemed Mm -hmm. like when we were getting it like the anime came out like real quick right mm-hmm. after we got it and the card game, like everything was just already there in place. Like America just like ate it up. Like it, things went crazy. Pokemon was probably like the biggest thing that I can remember. Like at that time when I was a kid, like absolutely Teenage Mutant Ninja turtles were big, like mm-hmm. whenever, you know, early childhood, but like, there wasn't anything like Pokemon when that thing hit. Like it was mm-hmm. like a bomb went off. There was like Pokemon everywhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't even remember what I was into before Pokemon. Like <laughs> you're right. Like, yeah. Ninja turtles. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. yeah. Like maybe like, uh, like, I don't even know. Like, I guess like donk, like Donkey Kong was pre pre Pokemon, yeah. but there wasn't a lot to do with Donkey Kong. You could play the game. Yeah. Phys- physical evidence exists to suggest that I was into Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers beforehand. Yes, yes, yes. Power Rangers is probably the yeah. one, the big one in between yeah. Ninja Turtles and, and Pokemon. And then I got out of Pokemon to get into like Dragon Ball and and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. To this day, I remember selling all my Pokemon cards so that I could buy into the the Dragon Ball trading card game because I thought that oh. was really cool. <laughs> oh and no! I was like, Ooh, that, that hurts to hear. <laughs> I remember that game. That's that so bad. Oh. So unbalanced. Like they literally just printed pictures on the cards to sell them. <laughs> they did. <laughs> the game itself was horrible. Whoa! I remember looking at this picture right here. I know your listeners can't see this, but it's an image of it. In it's a little like um, cut out, not cut out, but like a little paragraph about long Pokemon. And it's Dragonair, Gyarados, and Onyx right next to each other. And I was like, whoa, does Onyx evolve from Gyarados? They all evolve from Dragonair. (laughs) That's so not what happens. I was so confused as a kid. 
Oh, but yeah, so definitely don't don't get into the Dragon Ball trading card game unless there's a new one that I, I mean, you learn pretty quick that if your trading card game wasn't made by Wizards of the Coast, that you probably don't need to be playing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I just realized I forgot to do the power plant in my recent uh, blue playthrough. Oh, you better go back because oh. that's where you get Zapdos. Better go yeah. back. Where do you get Moltres? Uh, Victory Volcano? Road, I think. Or no, is it Victory Road? I think it's in like a weird dead end in Victory Road. Okay. It could be right. Oh, because there's like a whole cave situation there. I'll look it up. Yeah. yeah. I know you get Articuno in that one cave that's like in the on the island. Oh, I got Articuno. Over. Don't you yeah. worry about that. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. That's enough about <laughs> experiences. We need to go ahead and talk about this game. Okay. about again <laughs> pokemon red and green <laughs> purple and okay. tur- turquoise so to properly talk about this we're going to start at the beginning with pocket monsters red and green which released in january or sorry february 27th 1996 in japan um and then they would also get blue you, there was a version of Pocket Monsters that was blue, uh, but it didn't come out until October 15th of 1996. So almost a year later, they decided that, hey, we want a third color game for some reason. <laughs> and I, you know, I really I didn't really do any research on the Japanese games. I don't know what the difference is between the three. Like uh, I know the a lot of the sprites were redone, for, I think, for blue. For blue. Okay. Yeah, and like those are the sprites that they use for in the games. West. Yeah. Yeah. The Japanese versions if... don't have colorful cartridges like we have. They just no. Have... Yeah. They right. Yeah. Cartridges with colored stickers. Now I will say their um, box yeah. art is pretty dang better, awesome yeah, with the big well. circle yeah. and like the yep. Pokemon in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Here's so, all. Here's all four: green, blue, red, yellow on eBay, complete in box for two hundred and fourteen dollars, which seems like a bargain. If you, that was your thing, yeah. For the Japanese games, yeah, they're not near as expensive. For Thank guys, but <laughs> so yeah, they Pokemon released in '96 in Japan, and then we would have to wait like two more years. Um, I mean, even after Blue, so it was almost three years difference between Red and Green and Red and Blue in the states. Uh, so we would have to wait till September 28th of 1998 in North America. Uh, Australia would also get it in 98 of, at some point. And then if you lived in Europe, you had to wait till 1999. Can you imagine playing a Game Boy game in 1999, <laughs> like a fresh, re- freshly released Game Boy game? I mean, the last year. Yeah, we didn't know any better. We were just like, oh, something new to play on my Game Boy. Great. I had a Game Boy Pocket yeah. at that point. Yeah. I mean, in 99, we're like already, in fact, in October, I'm not 100% sure, but you might have already been able to get a Game Boy Color at this time, which I mean is really is still Game Boy. Well, you definitely could, yeah. So, so yeah, it's just crazy, though. 
1999, you know, in Europe, you're still getting a, a regular game. Like this wasn't even a Game Boy Color game, but just a Game Boy game <laughs> released 10 years into the lifespan. And probably a very poorly translated one. Probably. Because they only had like translations of translations to go on. Oh, yeah. Right. There's this whole well-documented mess about what a disaster that is. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's horrible. So as most people know, but if there are any uneducated Pokemon fans, uh, this game is developed by Game Freak um, with Satoshi Tajiri and Junishi Masada at the helm. Two big Pokemon names. Uh, Tajiri originally pitched the game to Nintendo back in 1990, but was turned away until Miyamoto, of all people, convinced him that they might have something on their hands there. It always seems like Miyamoto's like handpicking like little <laughs> games out of nowhere <laughs> and just turns them into things. Yeah. But, uh, and again, I always bring these things in because, you know, it's, it's documented somewhere, but they say the original idea came from the creator's love of bug, bug collecting as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I buy that. This all sounds like similar stuff to what Miyamoto always says. <laughs> You know, I was playing outside <laughs> as a kid, so I want to explore caves. I mean, you know, you you write what you know, right? Like if, exactly, if uh, yeah. And before our generation, kids actually played outside. So, <laughs> it, and at this time, like the Game Boy was, you know, pretty fresh. Whenever they pitched the idea, it's you know crazy how long it took it to come to fruition. But, um, they they viewed the Game Boy as the perfect pairing because uh, the Game Boy came with the feature which was the link cable that could link two devices together to uh, compete with other players playing multiplayer games i think you could play tetris and like mm-hmm. some sports games like it wasn't like super commonly used but like it existed the technology yeah, you was could there. do super off-road um yep yeah there were some games <laughs> so the game boy was looked at as like you know this this platform where you could actually trade data between two consoles like pretty regularly and easily so that was the one they wanted to go with um which i have to imagine like the the limitations that it took to get pokemon you know i imagine it's probably squeezed on there pretty good because it's a it's pretty good sized game for a game boy uh pokemon would be developed by a team fewer than 10 people Mm -hmm. um or at least the art group was um, led by a man named Ken Sugimori. He would design all 151 Pokemon or at least have the last word on the designs. Like he was the finalized uh, revision of the designs, Uh, which is pretty crazy. Can you imagine like 10 people in a room trying to like come up with 151 creatures and like, like, I don't think I could, I mean, after a while, I mean, my stuff would just start looking the same or like I'd be run right out sounds, of ideas. That sounds like you would have gotten to cleft key a whole lot faster <laughs> than Gabe. Exactly. That sounds like fun to me, though. That sounds like a good time. Or like dancing yeah. earlier, Voltorb. I'd have like yeah. 10 Voltorbs <laughs> variations. Let's draw a circle. Here's a square one. Um, I don't know. I, what if Voltorb was a box? Yes. I'm Ooh. not very artistic, so... This, this, in my mind, like this is a, a huge undertaking for 10 people uh, to yeah. put together the, the 150, 151 original ones. Um, the music for the game is composed by Junichi Masada. Uh, he utilized four sound channels of the Game Boy to create both melodies and sound effects and the Pokemon Cries, 
uh, that you hear when you encounter them, which is pretty, I mean, Pokemon's pretty, pretty high end, like for the Game Boy hardware itself. Like it's yeah. really pushing all the, all the things, you know, uh, power wise, sound chip wise. It's like, not doing a whole lot like graphically, like, cause the sprites are pretty small, but the, it pushed the memory really hard because you have this like giant world to run around in and yeah, it's all one yeah. piece, you know, and there's not a lot of animation necessarily, but there's a lot of art assets. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And there's 151 unique Pokemon sounds. Yeah. So like yeah. actually there's yeah. Yeah. 151 different sounds. And that that's enough. Like you imagine and, there, and none of them are like, like just trying to make 151 distinct sounds. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I can't even, I wouldn't be, be able to do that right here. Yeah. I mean, like you get to like number 100 and you're like, God dang it. That sounds kind of close to the first one we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of to change it up a little bit. Um, and then they also had some issues with the naming convention. Uh, they were going to call it capsule monsters. Uh, but this, there was an issue with the name. And that's how we would eventually end up with pocket monsters. And then I, I read somewhere where they were already like trying to do a shortened version of capsule monsters to make it work uh, through trademark. And it just ended up like not working out. So they, they went with capsule monsters, but then we would get a shortened version for the name of Pokemon over here. Happy Mon. And then that just stuck, you know, because even in Japan, it's, it's not called pocket monsters any longer. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Though. But that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, it, I think there was like a TV show or there was already something that existed. That was uh capsule monsters. But for the reason why they couldn't go with the name, uh, the game, this game went through like a pretty lengthy development cycle. I mean, after all they pitched the game in 1990, we wouldn't see a finished product until 96. And then also you got to think about it that uh, when throwing this out, you know, before Pokemon has become what it is today, you know, this is a brand new IP. You don't know what it's going to do. And then you're also throwing it out into a console that's at the very end of its life cycle, almost like oh, it's yeah. a big risk. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, they were kind of worried about it. And I'm sure that like, Miyamoto or, you know, whatever the team they worked with Nintendo was like, no, we got this, like, it's going to work. Cause I mean, they already had a lot of the stuff lined up or had to have been thinking about it um, prior. And then it, it just blew up and it was everywhere. Well, they did a really <laughs> said, good job, at least in the United States, with kind of like, oh, they and I don't know this game like crazy. marketing, but also I don't know how simultaneous all the releases were, but I felt like, I felt like when I, when Pokemon launched, like it launched, we had the game, the card game and the anime. Yeah. That's ready to go for kids to buy, yeah. you know, to consume. I mean, with and, you had three years in between the releases of, you know, close, like two years and I don't know, like seven or eight months between right? the release in Japan and the release in the U.S. So there was lots of things going on in the background in Japan, you know, leading up to the U.S. release that they could just flip a switch and turn it, you know, translate everything in English and bring sure. it over as well. Yeah. <laughs> Not so, that translating into out. English is that easy, but. Well, no, but I mean, like all of the, like all the artworks there, all the properties there, you're yeah. at this point, you're literally just translating. And then eventually it's, you know, it just probably becomes easier as you go with everything already in place. Right. 
So yes, that is the the background. That's how we get Pokemon. talk a little bit about the story this i pulled this directly from the game's manual and as i was talking a little bit about it before we got started it's a very it's it's basically just like a narration of the what happens in the beginning of the game mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of weird for yeah. the usually the manual gives you like a summary of like the overall story minus like the ending part that gives everything away but this one uh just Basically, like I said, it just goes for it. It tells you exactly what happens at the beginning of the game. Love it. it. It says in there that growing up in Pallet Town, you spend a lot of time playing with your next door neighbor. But lately, he's become a bully and no longer wants to play with you. He even thinks of you as his rival. After the two of you stopped playing together, you became very interested in Pokemon. One day you decide to go in search of Pokemon. But just as you're leaving Pallet Town, you hear a voice. Hey, don't go into the grass. It's Professor Oak, the famous Pokemon expert. There are wild Pokemon living in there, he says. They can be very dangerous. However, if you possess trained Pokemon, you can let them fight the wild ones. Come to my laboratory and I'll tell you more. Which kind of sounds like, you know, your, your mom would be, don't follow any but strangers. Yeah, sounds a lot like, <laughs> come into my van and no, have an ice cream sandwich. Professor Oak <laughs> is nice. <laughs> No, it's like, no, you're going to leave. It's, oh, you want to go leave and do Pokemon stuff? Okay, oh, well, if you're going to leave, you're going to be gone for a long time because I know your dad's not around, kiddo. You're going to need a Pokemon. Take this, <laughs> take this, get out of here. Don't come back for a while. Yeah, they borrowed this part from Miyamoto. You know, take, you know, it's too dangerous to go alone. You need a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so when you get to the lab, you find your forever friend there, too. You're amazed to find that he is the professor's grandson. And Oak says, I have prepared a Pokemon for you. So now that you have a Pokemon, the rest is up to you. So like I said, it pretty basically, pretty much just narrates the beginning, I don't know, 20 minutes of the game. Uh, He's been your friend forever, but you didn't know that one of the other four buildings in town was his grandpa's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this massive town of pallets. It's uh, five people strong. <laughs> <laughs> they squeezed it uh, in, didn't they? They did. Yeah. Maybe like there, there's some like weird backstory and like Professor Oak, no one's supposed to know that he's related. Like it's a dangerous situation or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, he's, he's under like a, uh, you know, police watch or, or some kind of weird thing. <laughs> Protective, Protective custody. custody. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, so the story is pretty much, I mean, if, if you've played a Pokemon game, the story's pretty much stayed the same for the majority of the games. It is kind of weird that you go out as a kid and explore the world, like at an early age. Yeah. There's always like, like some nefarious does. organization or gang trying to destroy yep. something. Yeah. And your mom's just like totally okay with you leaving. She's like, yeah, mm-hmm. get out now. You know, it's like, bye. It's like, a, as parents, you're just like, man, why can't the real world be like Pokemon? I kick my <laughs> eight-year-old out so I don't have to watch him anymore. 
I mean, as as the games progressed, the parents got more concerned. They'd be like, yeah. hang on, hang on, actually, hang on. What time is it? Okay, go. Yeah. Here, take now this you can leave. Potion <laughs> with you this time. <laughs> is it daylight savings time? <laughs> okay, have fun. If if you get hurt, just come back and I'll heal you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the whole the whole world of Pokemon is just full of weirdness. And I mean, that's what makes it so so cool as a kid and you know because even at the age of 12 or so when this you know how old i was when it came out you know you're already thinking about like man i really like to not have rules and just go collect pokemon all day <laughs> yeah cool. man so man it's basically what i was doing anyway just with my game boy collect pokemon all day <sighs> yep story's pretty basic so i guess we can go ahead and move on and and talk a little bit about the gameplay and just like everything to do with the game at this point. Pokemon's a pretty traditional turn-based RPG for the most part. Um, it's, it's very kind of baby's first RPG. You only have of, one yeah. character, one v one, on yes. field at a time. Yeah, um, yeah, and I mean it, it. It definitely adds in like that rock paper scissor element that can kind of add some challenge. But if you have the chart, like you're ready for it. Yeah, and that's kind of where the strategy yeah. lies. Like, like get your type, memorize your type advantages, and curate your team to kind of handle anything, and then you know you're good to go. Um, which nobody else, no other NPC in the entire game figures out but you. So I guess that's why you're the best. Like no one ever was. <laughs> I mean, the whole game focuses on the monster collecting, but there's really a lot of a lot of other stuff going on in the you know, the background of the game, they, they do mm-hmm. definitely pad the story with different things. Like you said, you have team rocket in the first generation of games and they're, you know, you're breaking up their organization as a, probably like a 12 year old beating <laughs> up Giovanni's <laughs> Pokemon. Yeah. Storming into the arcade and like wrecking that place. Yeah. Fighting some criminals. And once you beat up their mice, they're like, yeah, all right. Yeah. I, I guess you win. <laughs> Stepped on my rat. All right. I'll just go turn myself in now. All right. (laughs) This is the only way I have to fight you. So. (laughs) And their sprites had a whip and everything. I know. In Jed (laughs) one. Yeah. They have like weapons and stuff, which is pretty crazy Mm -hmm. because they they lose that pretty quick. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they do. Yeah. You definitely don't want uh, to depict adults like whipping kids. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whip in your video game but while when they lose their weapons they also get kind of uh apocalypsey with their intentions yeah you go from whips and just stealing pokemon to you know i think the world's had a good run and we're just gonna start that over yeah. i think good call they do like, in like first gen pokemon the team rocket seems more like a legitimate evil corporation and like as you get further into the games, yeah like, they just get cheesier and like 
it's almost like the anime just killed the the viewpoint of the 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 gangs or the you know nefarious organizations later in the in the game. Yeah, and the weird thing is too is that there's a lot of great stories, kind of side stories. Um, I mean, the whole Mewtwo angle is like really fascinating, but you don't hear anything about the origins of Mewtwo in the game. That's all um, exposition in the the cartoon uh, movie. So it's just kind of crazy that they, they sort of, they sort of kept you on this one path um, and sort of didn't really let you veer off too far. Yeah. Whether it's with a Snorlax in the middle of the street, taking a nap or, Just a guy who's like, no, you can't go this way yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm thirsty. Oh, by the way, you can't go this way. Yeah, I'm thirsty. You need to find me something to drink or I won't let yeah. you pass. It's like, oh, you can't go. I'm too thirsty. Yes. So why don't you go find Are a you, drink and I'll go this way? <laughs> Just so happens there's one town in the whole game where you can get me something. So you go uh, to the rooftop you know. of this one place to grab me a soda. <laughs> yeah. Uh and re- another thing too with with Pokemon that kind of amazes me is even from the get go, like just how many types there were. Like it was a pretty good yeah. amount of work that had to be put in with the the typing chart and and having that many. Like, yeah, I don't think anybody would have been upset if there would have just been like four or five types. Like, you know, I don't think it would have right. been a deal breaker for kids. You know. Right. There's a couple of types that only have like three Pokemon each. Yep. Oh, that seemed like it would have been super easy to just leave behind. Gen one, it was literally three ghosts. Yeah. Three ghosts. Three ghosts. I think there's only three dragons, too. Yep. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah, I guess you're right. Just the dragon, just the dragonite line. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's like they did a whole whole lot of work and gave us all these different types and, and it goes... Like as a, I mean, for your player base, like this isn't a, uh, like like I said, this is a bunch of twelve year olds playing this game. Like, kind of goes underappreciated, I think, early on. Be more appreciated later whenever you have all these different options for, you know, taking down gym leaders and things. But, mm-hmm. and then to to kind of stack that as a kid, I didn't really have this understanding. But you know how you can do basically double damage if you're using the same move as the type of Pokemon you're using. Yeah, it's not quite double, but it's it definitely is a boost. Or yeah, I mean it's yeah, yeah. I had no idea about stab, yeah, and stuff like that the first time. Yeah, so there. I mean, it, Pokemon's kind of like the. Uh, I mean, it has a very easy entry level, and, and you can just hop right in and start playing. But whenever you get competitive with the game, it can have it can be as complicated as you want it to be. You know. Yeah. There's all kinds of options. And it, the moves are kind of, there's some different ones in there that like you, as a kid, like you don't understand what they do probably. Yeah. There's no, <laughs> you... so i in fire. I was playing fire red and you can go and read a description of the move in yes. the menu. Can you do that in the originals? No, no. See, that's what I'm Not talking that I about. Remember. Like you have oh, yeah. to have the guide. And I, I well, wonder yeah. if you try it and you see what it happens, you know? Yeah. But sometimes nothing happens and you're just like, okay, I guess I'm not using that anymore. When, you know, like something like, like focus energy that boosts your, your critical hit stat. 
Like yeah, that's kid, really you useful. It is, you know. Yeah, and like you use that, and then it just says your Pokemon's focused, yeah, and it's like, right. oh, cool. What? Cool. Yeah, what's he focused? What, is, what does that do? I guess that's good. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I deleted flamethrower for this focused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's definitely something that as you get further into the games, like they do a better job. Like, yeah, oh, they describe it in the, or you can hit pot or uh, select, and it'll like tell you the description or whatever you know later. Yeah. Yeah, in the original game there was a lot of like yeah. I remember playing as a as a kid and, and some of my friends were like, Oh, I just use the only I only use the moves to do damage. Do damage. <laughs> and like, it you know what's cool though, and that may have led to part of its success because it it's a game that innately requires community. If you want to catch them all, you have to find somebody who has the other cartridge. Um, for sure and they're and they're gonna tell you something cool that you didn't know and you're gonna tell them something cool that they didn't know and oh, so yeah it, this sparked playground conversation for sure. is like like big times time. more than any game that i've oh ever yeah played, you know? I think. and even stuff that wasn't even true like oh move the van yeah. to catch mew or like you know definitely like, oh, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous you guys heard about pika blue yet yes yeah. oh yeah blue. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah didn't that turn out to be marill <laughs> yeah that was marill <laughs> Yeah, Meryl, Meryl, whatever, Meryl Street, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Meryl Street, um, so flagship for gold and silver. That sure. absolutely made this game like the topic of conversation on the on the playground mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, and it was built in. One one kid that just remembered all the levels in which Pokemon evolved, and like, like yeah, well, you, how yeah. do you make this one evolve? He's like, oh no, you got to trade that one. Yeah. You know, like, how do you know this? Yeah. It's like, what? It's like, he just sat and read the guide all night. Every that was day. me. That was probably me back. Then. Hey, yeah, I did that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I liked the guides and I like reading guides, but there was no way I was remembering all these things that were in there. Well, there would come a point where my dad would be like, no, you, you have got to stop playing your Game Boy. Like, okay, fine. I'll read. I'll read my guide. <laughs> it's the same thing, but I'll do it. Oh, you want me to read a book? Well. Here we go. How about this book? It has words. (laughs) And then, you know, as we kind of mentioned earlier, Pokemon's got a pretty good size world to it. Um, I mean, it's it's fairly linear. There's not a whole lot of deviation from where you can go or what you can do. It's linear, but you weirdly bounce around like a lot. You do. There's no like yeah. one path. You're kind of like I'm gonna. You're, it's it's linear up through. Ceru- it's not Ceru- a straight line yeah. though. It's linear yeah. to Cerulean, and then it's like, oh, go to this underground tunnel, and then do Diglett's cave. Now you're back where you started. It just it doesn't really. It, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't hold your hand either. Like no. To like, it doesn't tell you like, oh yeah, you need to get Flash. Or you're not gonna be able to see what you're doing in this. I mean, next like if cave. you talk to the right people, it'll tell you, but the game's not gonna like throw exactly. the answer at you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's nothing like you don't just walk into the cave and you inherently know what to do. Because like you right. went into a cave before and it wasn't dark, and you're like, Well, this doesn't make sense. Who turned yeah. the lights out, you know? Yeah. So and I mean it and again, it also like you can uh you can swim you know, in this game and they give you a bike and like, there's all kinds of ways to traverse the, the map they give you. Uh, you, you can fish in certain places. Like it, it's just, mm-hmm. it has lots of different things that, you know, you don't really expect from a game boy game. Yeah. Uh, it was doing a lot of things at once. Yeah. You, know, you had lots of games that specialized in some of these things. Um, 
And it was just like, well, we're coming in at the end and we're going to do it all. <laughs> so good, man. And like they troll you too. Cause like you first see the bike shop and you go in there and you're like, what, how am I ever going to get this much money? Oh, a million dollars, please. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, and they're like, Oh, wait a minute. We'll just give it to you. With this voucher. Yeah. They, I don't know. The world of Pokemon in, in Gen 1 is like, they do a very good job with like the, the telling of it and the, and its lay, layout and like everything just seems, it flows naturally as you're going through it. It like feels like it makes sense. Yeah, it does. Except for the, except for the guy standing in your way that wants a drink. Like there are some you know things, what? but I got to tell a quick story real quick. So <laughs> in the original red, blue, yellow, um, you how do you what do you use to give the guy to to let him pass what do you do do you remember the thirsty guy what do you give him oh yeah um he wants a yeah i don't i don't think it's one of the ones in the vending machine i don't yes it is in red and blue it is it's the vending machine isn't it yeah you can give him water it doesn't matter you can give him any of the drinks in the vending machine just walk by him and he'll be like is that water can i have that thanks you can go now oh yeah because he's behind a counter the whole time he'll stop you just won't he just won't let you pass there was a problem with that because there was a a way where you could get stuck and never progress in the game if you had no money and you fought all the trainers in that area up to that point and there was yeah, no there's the no water. other way to get money you're stuck you'll never That's get right. out so for fire red you don't give him a drink from something from the vending machine you talk to one of the ladies in the house who makes tea and you give them tea i didn't know this i'm thinking in my head playing fire red like i'm gonna go give him a drink from the vending machine and i literally reached out on twitter and i was like please somebody help me <laughs> This guard <laughs> will not take my water. What is happening? And then somebody was he like, keeps "Oh, you're he's thirsty. He refuses my drinks." Man, I was so like, mad. at the very least, it could have been both. Yeah, I seriously. That's what I was thinking. Like, make it both to make it easy for us veterans, yeah. you know. But yeah, um, well, no, they want to relearn you. It it was really frustrating. I was not happy about that at all. And there's really no way for the game to tell you that. It's just kind of like I'm thirsty. Not mm, a nice hot cozy drink would be nice. Maybe from this lady who lives here. Nope. Just I'm thirsty. Nope. I so only want a particular a type of tea that comes from one place. Yeah, but I'm not going to tell you what that is. Yeah, you know, it sounds like kid, my wife. Nyuck, 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 as a nyuck. kid, you're playing this game and you're like, this is funny because, you know, I ask for all these things and my mom tells me you're just going to drink what I give you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's the option to tell him too bad? Yeah. <laughs> Just run. Or me too. <laughs> so strewn out along the world here, there's there's the gyms that allow you to progress and allow you to catch uh, more Pokemon and, and let your Pokemon be a higher level and you still be able to uh, control them. Which is really funny when you don't understand what's going on with that. Like my cousin didn't didn't understand that he had trained his Pokemon to too high of a level. And he's like, man, he just did, does whatever he wants. And I was like, yeah, it's cause you don't have the badges, man. You got to get the badges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like that need, kid that wouldn't catch any other Pokemon. And like, he just had a Blastoise that was like level 80 very early in the game. <laughs> I was like, no, you got to like spread it out, man. You got to catch some more, 
Pokemon. Well, but that's kind of cool how, you know, they're not going to stop you from getting a level 80 Blastoise. Like, you can do that. Right. The game's yeah. open enough for that, but uh, maybe there's He's... some consequences. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, he used Headbutt and he hurt himself. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What? How did he Headbutt himself? <laughs> uh, yes, the gyms. So did you guys have a favorite gym in the first game? Or a favorite gym know. leader? Like, did you prefer any of the ones over the others? Not. Um, uh, I don't know that they gave me that much character in the games for me to like. Or even the, the, uh, the challenges that you had to do to reach. Because like later yeah, in the I have a game, least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's your least favorite? Um, so I think it's the psychic gym where it's like the rooms you teleport through. Like yes. that gym can yep. go die. I'm I would never it's just there's no rhyme or reason to it and I hate it. There's yeah. no rhyme Most or reason to Lieutenant Surge's yeah. gym either though. Yeah, where you look for switches yes. and trash cans. But like most of them are fairly straightforward. I think those are the only two that like spring to mind. I'm not saying there's the only two, but they're the only two that I remember is the teleporting in Sabrina's gym and the trash cans in Lieutenant yeah, Surge. Because they were the worst. <laughs> Like, yeah. Why do, do, do you have door switches inside trash cans? That move. <laughs> how do they move? I want to know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't resets. know. And you just you go in, and it's just a grid of trash cans. You're like, what are you this doing in here, sir? Yeah, it's like this guy really cares about cleanliness. He's breeding garbadars. Yes. <laughs> it's like, He's trying, like eventually. Eventually I'm gonna shock one of these trash yeah. cans hard enough it's gonna come We're to gonna life. Do it. It's like in uh, Prometheus when you they walk in all those vials. <laughs> he just has trash cans <laughs> full of garbage in there. L- Lieutenant Surge, I think, is the only one that I I don't know. I think he's probably my favorite, both because it's it's got a puzzle, it's not a super ridiculous or hard to execute puzzle. And he also had a Raichu, and I really liked Raichu. Mm-hmm. Thought Raichu was really that was cool. Raichu is way cooler than Pikachu. He, did he give you Thunder oh, Wave? He gives you Thunder Wave, I believe. Yeah. The yeah. TM, which is pretty useful, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the the gyms are pretty cool. I always liked the uh uh the very I think it was that wasn't the last gym, the seventh gym, the fire gym. Mm. Uh, with Blaine. Yeah. Blaine. Yeah. I just always thought that was kind of a cool, like uh, the just fire types and stuff. There's not very many yeah. fire types in the game. Yeah, um, that's kind of common with a lot of Pokemon games where, f- you know, I mean, the ocean yeah, is yeah. the ocean is full of water types and the grass is full of grass types. Where do the fire types live in in the single volcano on your map? Like, well, in <laughs> of all of the fire types, I mean, with the few that are available, uh, two of them are you know, limited to one game. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, yeah. Actually, three of them, you know, because mm-hmm. you either have uh, Growlithe or Vulpix. Growlithe or on, Vulpix. Depending on what you're playing. And then Magmar is also strictly on the red version, I believe. Yeah, Magmar and then Electabuzz. Electabuzz oh, no, was uh, the trade no, there. Magmar Magmar's on the... Magmar is on the blue version, I believe, and Electabuzz is on the red version. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, like, so that's pretty limited. Yeah. Ultra is locked on. behind the version you have. So um, basically, like, you basically have like Ponyta. Yeah, Ponyta. 
and Flareon and Moltres. Yeah, you could have a Flareon. That's true. Yeah, you could do Flareon too. You would not. Yeah, you can't have Moltres until like the that's very, true. very end. Well, but yeah. that's not. That's not crazy. That's not like no. Well, no. That's, like, that's I caught a Growlithe on yeah. my most recent playthrough pretty early on and was happy with it. Yeah, I'm just and saying. You, like you don't have Arcanine has a really choice. high. Arcanine has good stats too, so it's not like you're missing. Yeah, out. that's true. Oh yeah, Arcanine's way better than uh, Nine Tails stats wise. Yeah, that's true. So if you're um, playing the blue version, you're pretty much screwed on your fire Pokemon until you get Moltres, because even Flareon's not great stat wise. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I guess it, and like Fire has a lot of. Fire does have a good number of um, uh, uh, weak to weak to fire. So, yeah. but I guess later in the game, that's not so much a problem. Is ice weak to fire? Yes. Yeah, so I guess that, that it is, is but it, it barely comes up in Gen One. You've got you have an entire Lorelei in the Elite Four, that's, and that's it. But that's why you need it. You know, you do you right. do that, or what? It, what else? Even would you? I mean, I guess you know, I am. I mean, I feel like most of the ice are ice water, water too, yeah. so you could shock them through. Yeah, that's true. Like electric types or something. True I that. Guess I, true I'm that. missing Charizard. Like you could start with the best fire type. <laughs> I know, I know, but you know, yeah. I've played I I've played this game type. probably six times now, and I've definitely done yeah. all three. And uh, Charmander is harder to start with because you start with yeah. your first gyms are rock. Uh, rock and rock water. And water. Yep. So you're kind of like, <laughs> what do I do with my Charmander? Yeah, we're with a cave full of Geodudes between the yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. where do you go with the? <laughs> I always went grass, and like you just sweep the first couple yeah. of gyms. Either one of the other Pokemon will, will be just fine, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but then it's kind of funny because it flips. Then you get to surge, and you're like, oh, if I have Bulbasaur, I'm kind of screwed. <laughs> you know, no. Just no, it's be Squirtle. Squirtle is screwed. Yeah. Or yeah, Bulbasaur yeah. Squirtle, I mean Squirtle. Yeah, y'all yeah. knew what I meant. Um, so that's what I said. Like, I think grass is meant to be easy mode, but um, I don't know. I, I think water's grass. water. Uh, yeah. Well, grass has the. They're pretty well balanced, actually, because grass. Yeah, grass. You wouldn't really have a hard time until well, Blaine. Until Blaine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even then, like. Uh, even then, like grass has, you've got grass has the the fewest number of types that's like weak against it in the game of the three starters. Yeah, um, which was pointed out to me recently on Twitter because I like grass types. Oh, okay, but you get a lot more variety in your move set with grass. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I am always kind of upset too that like the very beginning of the game is just stocked with normal Pokemon for the most part, like. You don't get very much flavor at the beginning. You just get regular. No. Yeah, and yeah. not to go off off too much, but in my recent playthrough of Sapphire, I'm really just loving all the variety you get early on. Like I've got like a low tad and a Nick and a um uh uh Aaron the 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 steel type and okay we've yeah. got uh Wingle, which is like water flying, which is super useful, like super early on. So there's I mean, a lot of variety. Technically, you can catch Pikachu in the little f- the forest at the beginning, but yeah, I mean you're not wrong about red blue, but they fixed that in Sapphire for sure. Yeah, 
Okay, so after you complete all the gyms and get all the badges, this allows you to waltz down Victory Road and go fight the Elite Four. And Gary. <laughs> and Gary. <laughs> the Elite Five. Gary's the, Gary. Gary's the pest that you always come across through the whole game. <laughs> I, I, My most recent uh, bout through the Elite Four plus Gary, um, I will say... <laughs> Yeah, the Elite Five. The Elite Four. (laughs) Gary and the Four. Um, I will say that that battle is like when you finally get through like the first trainer, you're like, yes, okay. And then like you just immediately wiped off the face of the earth. And you're like, okay, gotta keep going. The gap between the last gym and the 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 Elite Four, there's like twenty 20 level mm-hmm. gap. So it's huge, man. I mean, that cave on Victory Road is stacked with some like 30, 40 level Pokemon. So it's pretty easy to level up. But it still takes, you have to do some grinding. It still takes some grinding, especially yeah. if you have a Pokemon that you need for one trainer in the, in the, in the four and it's just not doing it for you. Yeah. I definitely, um, at some point, I was, I figured out or I guess I made my plan that I would just fight the elite four over and over again. However many I beat is how many I beat. I immediately buy all of the potions I can and go back just to slowly build up this medicine reserve. So that my little kid ass could get through. You can use the elite four to grind as well. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As long as you can beat one. Yep. I'm going to try to find the picture of my winning team here. Well, that's I, I asked Will if he remembered the very first team of Pokemon that he used to defeat the Elite Four. No, there's no way I remember that. I I can probably pull a few, like three, maybe four of them. Yeah, because yep. I did I did go with Charizard at the beginning, and then I kept the Lapras with me that you get at one point. So I had the Lapras and Hitmonchan. I went with Hitmonchan instead of Hitmonlee. And I had a Jolteon, which was, in hindsight, a mistake. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do not remember mediocre the, Pokemon. The, the, the other two who were more mediocre than Jolteon. I don't remember them. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with... There was a bird in there, probably. <laughs> There's probably a Pidgeot in there, because I was flying somewhere, fly. somehow. Yeah, Could have been yeah. a legendary. You didn't have a legendary bird? Well, no, he had Charizard. Charizard then you can't have to fly. waste. Probably. I thought Charizard could fly. No. I thought he could learn fly. I don't. I don't. I don't think he can in Get, red blue. Gyarados oh. can learn fly. Yeah, I don't think he can in Which red blue. Make any sense. So my most recent He's winning team with fire red, it consisted of um, Arcanine, Hypno, Raichu, okay. Aerodactyl, um, Vileplume, who I kept the entire game. Oh, okay. gosh. And Blastoise. I had a Haunter. Vile- I had a Haunter. Vileplume. Because I really like that line. Haunter, oh, Haunter is really great. Haunter and Gengar I had in my original winning lead four when I was a kid. Um, Vileplume was my uh, HM vehicle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. But she also had Solar Beam. So I would throw her out just for Solar Beam and then like pull her back. Yeah, but she she did her job well. She was definitely a better Pokemon than uh, Bellsprout. This was my first time. 
this is my first time using uh, Aerodactyl in any capacity. Um, oh, I always, I always okay. had Aerodactyl as my. Uh, well, because I usually do Articuno because he's my favorite Pokemon, and this time around, I was like, you know, I want to mix it up a bit. I I know for sure I had a a Venusaur because that's how I picked to start, and then I either would have had a uh, a Golem or a Aerodactyl, depending on okay what I went with, and then I for sure would have had Alakazam because, like, come on. Gotta have Alakazam. I was actually really pleased with Hypno. His based HP stat, he was he was alive for a long time in those battles. Yeah. He, yeah. He's like the opposite. He's more of a tank, but he just That's doesn't true. hit as hard. Alakazam yeah. is very fragile, but um his uh, biggest hit was like Dream Eater, which like barely did anything, but it healed you. So I, I only mm-hmm. used him for type advantage or for tanking up, but um he was pretty useful because I didn't use Snorlax or anything like that. I remember early on trying to use Gyarados because he looks cool and you don't realize that he's stupid. <laughs> weak <laughs> no to way! Everything. Gyarados is Dude, awesome. He's four times weak to lightning, man. <laughs> or electric. It's like until you come across anything <laughs> yeah. that like walked too heavily on a carpet. Yeah, level five Pikachu <laughs> annihilates Zap. him. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's true, but I mean, his his attack stat's crazy. He's, it he's is, got some man, good keeping HP. Keeping him alive is challenging. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, you even have, like, just randomly, like, uh, I think one of the Elite Four has, like, him on Chan or him on Lee. And, like, you're not. I don't. I'm not sure. I think so. Somebody has them. And, like, they'll use, like, Thunder Punch. And, like, you're just not expecting. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, they do. Um, the, it's the fighting. The one, second right? one. The second one. Yeah, he's got like rocks and Co- fighting. Co- he's got some onyxes. I'm just gonna pull up my my. It's like Bruno or, or something. Bruno, yeah, something I don't remember, but I just remember like yeah, not, yeah I think you're right. Not expecting it, and they're like, "Oh, thunder punch!" And I'm like, "Dang it, Gyarados! Come on!" Yeah. All right, my current team in this cartridge of blue, which is a Pokemon uh, game I stopped, is Gyarados, Charmeleon, <laughs> Weeping Bell, Dragonair. Kadabra and Haunter. Yeah, Weeping Bill is the proper name because so, that Pokemon said. <laughs> it's kind of a <laughs> kind of a weak team. I might drop Gyarados and Weeping Bell. And I can't have Kadabra and Haunter, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing in that that game of blue. You're just having fun, <laughs> man. That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so yes. After you beat the Elite Four, you can basically do whatever you want. You can Go back and get any legendary Pokemon that you missed out on. You can get Mewtwo. I guess technically you can get Mewtwo. Bef- can you get Mewtwo beforehand? I don't believe so. I don't no, think so. He's afterwards and he's in the cave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then if you're a fool like my cousin and, and use the uh, Master Ball to get one of the birds... Nope, don't um, do it. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I can't catch Mewtwo now. No. Mewtwo, <laughs> like you can, you oh, technically can, hard. but it's gonna hurt. You're gonna oh, yeah. go through a lot of Ultra Balls. You're gonna spend tons of money on I that just, guy. I just remember, like, I had him, and he's like, "How'd you catch him?" I was like, "I used the Master Ball." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, why? Oh man. And then I guess because like even if you squeeze out, like, just eke out a win against the elite four featuring Gary. 
like <laughs> Mewtwo could still be higher than that. Like it was like seventy yeah, or something. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. And then it, you could do the stupid, uh, you know, exploit <laughs> the game to get Mew <laughs> or missing missing no. Missing no is the one you yeah, can do then. Mew is a lot more complicated and you have to do it before that point, I think. Yeah. Is it an exploit or is it is it is it a program in the game? Which one? To catch Mew? <laughs> is it is it Mew? Is it a glitch? I think it's an exploit. Like it, it is a glitch. It's a very specific set of instructions yeah. that you can pull off in red, blue, yellow. It involves the trainers on the nugget bridge mm. that yep. goes from Cerulean City to Bill's house. Mm-hmm. So if you've already cleared all those fights, you can't do it anymore. That's right. How did so, you get and Mew? We, certain, we certainly didn't have access to it at the time. No, it no. was later that you found yeah, out. Yeah, that was it. later that they figured that out. Mew was just giveaways, I think. Officially, yeah. or Game Shark. Yeah, that's right. Was. Russ was involved. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> or Game Shark, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or Game Shark. Yeah. yeah, Game Shark will do it too. Uh, I guess what, missing now with the item duplication glitch. I, I did that, you know, man. I did that I did all the time. Yeah, rare candies mm-hmm. <laughs> up, up all your stats. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's that's basically Pokemon in a nutshell, gameplay wise. Um, we can do a quick pit stop and talk about the music if you guys want to. There's definitely some good tracks. Like this is one where like I can just sit and listen to the the music on it, which is really rare for a Game Boy. Yeah, pretty crazy how memorable all those tracks were. Oh yeah, the the Poké Center song and the battle song and every every town has their own theme song, and as soon as it strikes up, it just you're just right back there, man. It's it's pretty crazy. It's it's kind of funny. My um, my infant has a little game boy fisher price toy or you know whatever brand it is and it has music that is supposed to sound like certain games so like there's a little track on mm-hmm. there that kind of sounds like legend of zelda there's one that sounds like pokemon <laughs> there's one that sounds oh like kirby gosh. and he like it, it looks like a game boy and you like you push the game and it makes it changes the the song that it plays well he was playing with that, you know, and you get mad and frustrated because it doesn't last very long and he would like throw it and like get mad. So I found the playlist for the, you know, Pokemon blue on YouTube. And I just started playing the, the track list from there. And like, he loves it. Like he just, he'll nice. sit there and listen to it Love forever. It. I just put that's on great. loop and let him listen to it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But it's, it's all because of that toy it had a track on there that's similar. And then he just like puts it together. I mean, music is amazing. Like, kids just get it you know oh for sure yeah yeah but yeah there is there's definitely a lot of very memorable tracks like anybody that's played these games for any amount of time as a kid you know even you know however far you know displaced you are from the game today you know if you played one of those tracks somebody would probably instantly know what it is if they've played the game and a lot of that's due to just like those tracks being played over and over again in, in certain aspects, certain parts of the game, <laughs> but uh, especially the battle music, same battle music throughout the whole game. So yes, definitely. You definitely get it burned in like really quickly. So good. I did pull some fun facts about this game. There wasn't a whole lot, but definitely some interesting ones. Um, I definitely didn't know any of these things. Um, 
The Rhydon was the first Pokemon ever designed. He's not number one in the Pokedex or anything, but he was the, the very first one that was drawn. Rhydon, not even Rhyhorn? Yep, not even Rhyhorn, Rhydon. I mean, okay, he ended up being an evolution too, so that's cool. They were like, mm, he's too big, let's make a smaller one. And then I also didn't know that all the statues in the gyms are Rhydon. Which gets oh. to next thing. Uh, yeah. There's a bug in the game that allows you to fish inside of the statues. Which is something I did not know as a kid. What do you catch? Right on? Uh, magic harps. <laughs> yeah, nothing good. Magic harps. <laughs> Just like you can fish in the uh, the Cruelian gym as well. The swimming pool, there's fish in there for some reason. Um, and then the last one is Professor Oak's Nidorino at the beginning of the game. Like when you start it up and you let it play through the the intro. Yeah. And uh, he is, you know, where it's like the world of Pokemon. And then, like, yeah. And then his uh, Nidorino does a cry. Yeah. And the cry belongs to the female version, the Nidorina. <laughs> they did, they Come on, guys. Programming. It's like, get it together. One job, one intro. Who's in charge of sound effects? Uh, which again was so, you know when I was a kid I wasn't even today I don't pay attention to the cries like I couldn't oh, tell you no which way. ones are which. No. Yeah. I could never tell you if that was a quiz no. I'd be like nah I'll just fail no thanks <laughs> exactly ah man I don't know that I could tell you a single like maybe maybe we'll do that on. Uh, RetroLogic sometime. We'll do the Pokemon Cry quiz and see. No, I'm going to fail cry. every single. I don't well, even. No, 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 no. We can run it. We'll get it. We'll have the guests do the test. Ah, okay. That's actually <laughs> so really Will's, good because that, that'd be Will's hard like, to like, Google. How do you look that up? <laughs> hey, Google, what sound is this? <laughs> oh, man. That's that will be a fun one. We'll have to do that sometime. All right. That's uh. That's pretty much been Pokemon. We'll go ahead and start the outro and I'll give you guys a chance to uh, say your finals for Pokemon and then maybe promote some content if you want. wanted to uh say that due to some issues with um zencast recording i lost the outro to this episode <laughs> but uh i can cover the the easy stuff on uh, where you can find these fine gentlemen that join me tonight uh will you can find him anywhere you can hear or listen to mega dads uh he's a big part of that show as well as on twitter at wondrous will and of course, Dan, um, the host with the most from the Retrologic podcast. Um, you can also find him at uh, Retrologic Games on Twitter. And yeah, just those guys uh, 
did an awesome job tonight with the show. We just lost the outro, so they didn't get a chance to promote themselves. And it got kind of cut short at the end due to that. So I'll go ahead and take this time to announce that the uh, next episode's game will be Comic Zone. This is the Retro Rewind game that everyone chose for the month of October in the community. Um, there's still a little bit of time left to play it if you haven't played it yet um, and want to join the the recording for that as well if you feel. Um, but that's pretty much it. We're going to go ahead and close this one out. Thanks for listening to On Topic Retro, a part of the Retrologic family of podcasts. If you'd like to send in your personal experiences for the next show but don't have Discord, you can send them to ontopicretro at gmail.com. Uh, if you haven't joined the wonderful non-toxic Retrologic Discord and would like to, you can visit retrologic.games for details on how to join for free. That's it for this episode. Stay tuned for the next. We'll hope for no more complications recording-wise. Hopefully the next one will be a little cleaner at the end. But we'll see you guys for it, and bye now. Search across the land, far and wide. Release from my hand the power that's inside. Venomoth, Poliwag, Nidorina, Golduck, Ivysaur, Grimer, Future Bell, Moltres. Did I already do that part? See, the problem is they all get like blended together in your head. <laughs> the problem is I don't know the song. <laughs>